Hey, hey, Catherine here. I'm so glad you're tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. Super stoked that you're here. If you've been around for a bit, you know I'm all about keeping it real with you, challenging the status quo, going against the grain, and showing you all sides of entrepreneurship and life. I mean, it's all connected right? And if you've been around and in my space for a while and you're following me on Instagram or Facebook, if you're not, definitely head on over there. Let's connect on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you over there. But in the meantime, I want to share with you why I started this podcast, why I do the work that I do. Um, I'm on a mission really to change the way in which we do marketing and sales and communication in general when it comes to business. I think a lot of the way the marketing world was created doesn't necessarily work that well anymore and requires some evolution and changing. And one of the biggest things that I really want to empower people to do is show up as authentically as themselves, express themselves as authentically as they can and get paid for it. But I don't think that's done in a way where we've employed a lot of the marketing and sales tactics that have been done in the past. Things like cold DMing and prospecting and initiating and going out and plucking people out of the interwebs. I'm a firm, firm believer in showing up as our true authentic selves in the way that we are and expressing ourselves that way regardless of what other people think, but in a way that starts to magnetize and attract the right clients to you, right? And I always say, and I've said this in my intro episode, right, that 93% of our communication is nonverbal. And yet a lot of the marketing space is built on analytical, logical and psychological. It's built on the premise that we're going to, you know, use these words in a very psychological and analytical and logical way to, you know, sell what we want to sell. When in, in truth, 93% of our communication is nonverbal. It's energetic. It's the energy that we put out and the energy that we emit out into the world. And yet none of that's really being taught when it comes to marketing and sales. And what I do is very different than what a lot of people do. And I've been able to do that with the experience that I have. I have 20 years in this space. I've employed a lot of the tactics uh, that I'm starting to challenge now when it comes to marketing and sales. And so that really is the essence of why I started this show why I do what I do and the work that I do. You know, I really help and coach people, um, business owners and entrepreneurs, how to communicate the value of what they do, but do it in an authentic way, using conscious language, using language that's really going to help elevate instead of speaking sort of to the lack, which a lot of the marketing is currently grounded in, right? I call it martyr marketing. It's grounded in, you know, very victim mindset. It's grounded in low vibrational words. It's using psychological words. And I say psychological trickery in a lot of ways, and that might trigger people. But psychological trickery, like false scarcity and urgency to sell. And I want to change the way that we do the marketing. And I really want to speak in more of a conscious way, in a way that's empowering for my audience, but also my clients, right? I want to attract clients that feel compelled to work with me. And I want to coach and teach other people how to do that without using these sort of cold, um, low vibrational language to convince people that what I have is a value. I want people to stand in their power and communicate that in the most expansive way possible so that the people out there see that 
right? Very, very different way of marketing. The old martyr marketing, as I call it, is very convincing. I'm going to convince you that what I have is a value. And the way in which I teach attraction marketing is I have something of value. I'm standing in my freaking power. I know I'm a rock star at what I do. I'm going to position myself that way. And those that are meant to come into my space will come into my space. One, because of the energy that I'm putting out and the energy that I'm emitting out and the reflection I'm putting out into the world, I'm going to attract these people, but also infuse with what I call conscious language, right? Using very expansive words, high vibrational words. And a couple days ago, I taught a masterclass with an amazing group of coaches and consultants. And I've linked up the replay in the show notes. If you want to have a listen to that or watch that, so to speak, and to learn more about the work that I do. So now I want to dive into the good stuff because we have a really special guest on. Her name's Nicole Leno. Nicole is a startup founder, business strategist, and peak performance coach. She's also a rapid relief technique and NLP practitioner, the host of the Limitless Entrepreneur podcast, and a self-proclaimed type A hippie. She helps ambitious women harness their feminine energy and break free from subconscious patterns of perfectionism and overanalyzing so they can sell and serve at their highest level without burning out. Bingo! Unlike other mindset coaches who focus only on the energetics of business, Nicole uses her background in corporate entrepreneurship and the startup world to advise her clients on developing their sustainable multiple six-figure business strategies while opening up to abundance. So without further ado, let's welcome Nicole to the show. After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the Sought-After Entrepreneur Podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson. Hey, hey, I am super excited to have Nicole on the show today. Um, without further ado, I just want to turn it right over to you, Nicole, to share with our listeners who you are, what you do, um, and who you serve. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm Nicole Leno. I appreciate being here. I am a, I'm, I'm lots of things. I'm a, I'm a startup founder. I, I have a, I have a CRM called Yellow CRM, but I am also a business strategist and energy coach. I really help people. What I, what I would say is that I really help people decode who they are so that they can be the most successful versions of themselves. And I do that through lots of ways. I do that through using things like human design, NLP, which is neurolinguistic programming, Reiki, and then also I use a, a, a technique called RRT, rapid relief technique that uses EFT to release emotion. So lots of tools in the toolbox to help you get to that most successful, most what feels like you and authentically you. There's so many people out there that tell us, you know, just be you out there, just be you. And 
I always find that message kind of annoying because it's not that easy for most of us. There's a lot of deconditioning that needs to be done. There's a lot of work that needs to be done before we're able to step out as our full and authentic selves. And when we do, and we're making decisions from that place, not just showing up online, but making decisions from a truly aligned place for ourselves, then that is when we experience quantum leaps. That's when we experience the success and the exponential growth that we're all looking for. So I, I do that through lots of ways, but then I'm also, I'm, I'm a business strategist. Like I have a corporate background. I worked on wall street for six years. So Amazing. I really try to bring all of those things together where I can guide you on, on building a sustainable six figure plus business, but while also not burning out and leaning into who you are. So your business actually feels good at the end yeah. of the day. Uh, I love that. And there's so much there that you, that I want to dive into. Um, I absolutely fell in love with human design about a year and a half ago. So I could go down that whole rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> it is a rabbit hole. <laughs> it is a rabbit hole. And I've had people recently ask me about it and I'm no expert in it, but I've just sort of like sort of to dabble with it. So I know a lot of our listeners, um, if you want to share a little bit about human design, but I, the bigger question that I want to ask you is, the whole thing around authenticity and being you. And I really appreciate you saying that, like, you know, it's, it's easy to tell someone to just be you and be authentic, but it's not that easy. And so why all of the different modalities, like what is it about them that you believe are um, essential for really tapping into who somebody is? Because we're peeling back layers. A lot of times we think when we're trying to make something new happen in our lives, we think, okay, well, what can I add? What can I, what skill can I add? What can I, what thing can I learn? What new strategy can I put into place? We're always looking to like, what can I grab from the outside world and bring it in? That's going to fix things. And the truth is, is that that is very seldom the answer. That is just the comfortable way of not looking at ourselves, which is where the real answer lies. And it, so I always say, it's not addition, it's subtraction. We need to get rid of the things that are keeping you from doing the things easily, from making those strategies work. You don't need to try 15 of them. You should really be able to tune in, say this one feels the best and be able to move in that direction. If any of those things are not working, if you're not looking at them and being like, and being able to differentiate within yourself to say, which one feels good to me? Well, then we start there. And if you're, and if you're able to decide like this one feels good to me, I want to be able to do this, but I can't move. Well, then we start there and we start working through all these things. So I have different tools and honestly, it happened because I had a hard time doing the things that I wanted to do. It was hard for me to just be me. And I think I've spent my entire life trying to find the authentic me. That is my calling was to find mine so I could help people find theirs. And these are tools that I picked up along the way. I've tried lots of other ones. These are the ones that worked the best for me. EFT or RRT is the, the version that I use, but we utilize EFT. That's the emotional freedom technique. That actually takes the emotions that we have, that we have packed away in ourselves, that sit in our central nervous system and cause us to go into, so the way that it works is you have a trigger outside. So maybe it's posting online and you're really triggered by that. You're just like, I don't know. I can't really say what I want to say. I don't know why the words don't come out. It's not happening for me. You are in, what happens is when we go in, when we get afraid of something, something triggers us because we have a, an association to it, then we go into fight, flight, or freeze. 
And the freeze is the procrastination. The freeze is that like, why can't I just do this thing? It's taking me three hours to write this one little post. Why? All of these things, the, the, the freeze is a big one for a lot of people. And that happens because your central nervous system is running from the cyber tooth tiger. It is actually treating it like life or death. Why? Because you have an association with it. Maybe it's that kids weren't nice to you in school and you were bullied and maybe you've been taught that the world isn't safe and that people can't be trusted. So to put your heart out there in a way that you feel called to feels unsafe. And your brain and your body is trying to keep you safe. That's its job. Your brain is saying, my job is to make sure you don't die. I don't care if you have accolades or if you make lots of money. I just need to make sure you don't die. That's my only job. So don't do that thing because we learned early on that that was really bad for us. That felt really bad. We're still feeling that pain. We're not allowing ourselves to feel it. So it's sitting in our central nervous system. EFT will actually release that. EFT, we can get to the emotion and we can release that emotion from your body. NLP, you can do things like you can do belief clearing. You can do, you can rewire the way you, the language that you use and the way that your brain is storing the information about your beliefs and your thoughts and your history. So there's lots of ways that we can get in there. And I choose the tools that I think work best at the moment. Awesome. Awesome. And you talk about like us protecting ourselves from what we think is, you know, threatening our lives or not keeping us safe or all those sorts of things. And even though we have the accolades or all of the years of experience or whatever, it can still really hold us back. Where does that stem from? Where does the initial pain stem from? Yeah. Like where, where do we get those triggers from? I mean, the triggers are different for all of us. The triggers, triggers are a gift actually is what I say all the time. Triggers are actually showing you where you have healing to do. If you're being triggered by something, if something isn't working for you, I always say to my people, um, look at it with curiosity instead of criticism. So rather than getting angry about it, rather than getting pissed off and, and frustrated with yourself, if you are getting frustrated, if you are getting angry or upset, then check in with yourself. That's a clue. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and say, say, why am I feeling this way? Why is this so hard? What, what's coming up for me here? And a big question to ask yourself is, what am I feeling right now? Well, I'm feeling angry. Why am I angry? Because I can't do this. Why can't I do this? And that's, that's where that's, that's a lot of the work. That is the, the unsexy work of yeah. growth is being able to take steps back and, and then you're able to move faster. When you can take those steps back, you can clear out the mess that is there. And then you're able to, I, I always say that the goal is not perfection. The goal is wholeness. Yeah. And when we're looking at ourselves and we're able to say that the weak parts of me, the angry parts of me, the too much parts of me, all of these parts of me, the ambitious part, as well as the lazy part that just wants to lay in bed and hang out and do nothing for a day, that not only I, I don't love myself despite these things that I, I or my world deemed, you know, not acceptable, not despite them, but I love them that they serve great purpose in my life, that they make up who I am. When you can start looking at them that way and have that radical acceptance of yourself, that radical self-love, you are able to do vastly greater things than you can do when you're trying to fight it and pretend like those parts don't exist. Because I got news for you. They are part of your team. Yeah. And you, 
you can't play unless all of your players are present. So they, it's okay if they're sitting on the bench, but they have to be in uniform. You have to accept them. You have to tell them that you are welcome. You're part of the team. Yeah. So beautiful. Because I think that that's the, one of the biggest things that people try to do is like either stuff them away or hide them in a closet, pretend like they're not, not there at all. Um, which I think causes a lot more pain is kind of what you're saying, right? It's like, it causes a lot more resistance for us to be able to achieve the things that we want to achieve. When we don't feel things, don't, don't make no mistake. They will come out. They'll just come out in a way that you don't have any control over. So you can sit and you can, in an organized way, sit and deal with them in a deliberate fashion, or you can pretend like they don't exist, pack them into your central nervous system, and then watch them seep out through the cracks and the other areas that you, when you're not paying attention, they're going to come out that way. And that's where you snap at your kids. And that's where you aren't the best spouse to your partner, because there's all of these other stresses you're not dealing with. Carl Jung said that um, when a situation is not made conscious, it appears outside as fate. So that's the idea of compounding emotions, compounding the things that we don't want people to see. You're actually magnifying them by pushing them down. You're magnifying them in yourself. And you've now created a villain and something to battle that could be an ally. Yeah. And that's a beautiful quote in terms of like, you're, you're compounding them and magnifying them, you know, and you started this by saying like, it's not about going out and getting all of the things to fill the spaces. It's it's about actually like taking stuff away, going more inward versus Mm -hmm. like looking to the outward, um, for the answers, for the clues. Do you think that is one of the biggest maybe struggles or challenges that a lot of entrepreneurs face is that they're trying to do all of the strategies, trying to try all the things, but nothing's really working. And it's more the inner work that is where all the answers really lie. For sure. And what, what here's what usually happens. So it depends on what stage you're at of your journey. In yeah. the beginning, you're going to need to know things. You're going to start out, you don't know some stuff and you're going to have to figure out some things. And it is good. You can hire out and you can certainly, I, I, I'm a big advocate for outsourcing and, and getting people to do the work that you can't do or that you are not, it's not your zone of genius. However, um, you do have to understand their work to a certain degree. So you're making sure you're hiring the right people. So there's going to be a knowledge gap that you need to fill to some degree. You fill that however quickly. The problem is, is that most people stay there because that's kind of a safe place is learn more, learn more, learn more, learn more, learn more, do more. And that's not really where the growth happens. And even when things aren't working necessarily, even when the strategies aren't working, they think it's just a different strategy. They never look and say, I wonder if it's the operator of the strategy that maybe needs an upgrade. And and I I think about it and I, I look at it like we're computers, our brain functions like a computer. In, in a lot of ways. So if you had a phone, if your phone was running on iOS 6, I think we're on iOS 15 now, yeah. and many versions within those versions of you know 15.1, 15.2, 15.3, um, if you're running iOS 6 and you go to install a brand new app, it's probably going to crash a lot on you or it won't run at all because it's going to say this operating system just doesn't support all of these great new features that we have. So you can download all the best apps and pay for them and do all the things, but the operating system can't support them. So they're useless. And if you start looking at yourself that way and you start saying like, how is my operating system functioning? Am I truly being able, am I truly able to man this ship? Then that's, 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 that's the next level question. 
And a lot of people spend a lot of time and a lot of money in the other place before asking that question. The more money people make, the more successful they become, the less there is convincing that it's them that they need to work on. That's pretty much the people that I work for that, that I work with that are higher and higher income brackets that are, you know, the, the six, six plus to seven figure entrepreneurs. It's all mindset. It's all them. They're all like, and the mindset things change. It just, it becomes about like how you view hiring people, how you view your employees, how you view your business vision, how you view your role in it. That is, these are next level steps. And, you know, it's, it's all the ways that we're playing small. I want to play bigger. That means I must be playing small in some way. So I need somebody to help me figure that out because it's very difficult to see our blind spots. Totally. Totally. I did a podcast episode a couple episodes ago talking about one of the ways that I had a coach point out one of my blind spots and where I'd been playing small over the last year. Um, and I, I, I love that you talk about the different levels of business and where, you know, once you get into the six, seven, multiple seven, eight figures, right. It is all a mindset game, but the mindset things that people struggle with or have blind spots around change. So as a startup, what are some of the things you could say to a startup person right now, if they want to take their business to six figures, like what are some of the things you've learned having worked with startups? Well, as a startup founder, I mean, it really depends on what type of, you know, what, what the specific business is, but you probably started very small. If you're a startup, my startup did, we started out just us and, you know, really small offshore team. Um, your expansion plans, you're going to have to look beyond the dollars. You're going to have to look beyond the safe space or the comfort zone that you've created. And it's going to be attaching to the vision and believing in it so much that you're able to take those steps that are going to be required for you to grow. You can't do it all alone and you won't be able to grow. And you're going to stay right where you are unless you start to think outside of the box that you started this business in. You're going to have to look at it and you're going to have to, you're going to have to think of other ways. You might be looking at financing. You might be looking at, you know, obviously investors and, and things like that. You might be looking at the, the investor pool and you're going to have to present a vision and it needs to be strong and you need to stand in it and you need to believe that you can get those investors. So you need to believe in the vision even harder in order to pitch them in a way that's going to turn their head. There's just going to be ways where you can't see yourself as the center of that business. True for startups and for the solopreneur as well is always very difficult is taking that leap from solopreneur to, you know, entrepreneur where you have, we start out with contractors, then you move to employees. That is a big mindset jump. People yeah. are relying on me. That's a big diff. That's a big um, personal power journey in and of itself. Totally. Totally. And you, you talked about sort of the burnout and sustainability piece of it. And I think that burnout is almost like an epidemic now where we see so many entrepreneurs burnt out. I know when I started my custom winery, which we've now sold, um, I spent four years operating in full on burnout because I had built this business um, that wasn't sustainable, that wasn't aligned with who I was. Um, and I battled it for four years before we decided to sell last year. So can, can you share a little bit about burnout and how to really ensure that you're, you're building a business that's sustainable for you and not 
going down that path of burnout. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and burnout is absolutely, absolutely an epidemic epidemic at this point because, and so many of us, we love our work and we can get that confused with the fact that you love it doesn't mean that you're loving doing it. And the truth is, is that you should, it should feel good to you. And this is what I like human design for because we're built certain ways and without going into a whole human design thing, cause that would take a long time. Yeah. But but that people are built different ways. There are different types that are built for certain types of work that need more rest, that need less rest, and that have certain signals that are telling them whether they are in alignment or not. Alignment is the path to sustainability. That's your intuition sort of telling you this feels aligned. This feels so right. That's when the wind is at your back. That's when the work is going to feel very fluid. That is when you're going to see opportunities coming to you and your mind is going to be open to them where you're believing so much that this is the right path that you're able to see when that opportunity drops that you might have missed before if you had been in the wrong headspace. Yeah. When you're in alignment, those things all just seem to work out. The right phone call is made. This person you bump into is just the right person. You get into a conversation and suddenly this other opportunity and door opens up for you. That's what alignment feels like. And that is the path to sustainability is following what is aligned for you. A lot of times what we're doing is we're following what we think we should do. And when we do that, and then we get into, then it's perpetual shoulds because one should leads to another leads to another. And then suddenly you're living a life that you did not design and a business that then runs you that you are not running. So being able to see where we've made those decisions, how we can potentially unwind them, what are solutions that do support us? And this is where it's saying, what does feel aligned for me? What, what would feel good? So the example of your business I don't know where it started to feel so overwhelming. Was it, you know, was it the hiring process? Did, did you have enough support? Was it? It was no, I actually um, spent 15 years working in corporate. I was the height of, height of my career, left that multiple six figure business or corporate career to mm-hmm. um, open this custom winery, but I hated my job and I hated, I hated what I thought was marketing and communications it's not that I hated marketing communications. I just hated the structure of what, where I was working. I hated the nine to five grind, so to speak. And I knew that I was meant for more, mm-hmm. but what happened was I thought, well, maybe if I just leap into entrepreneurship, that'll be the answer or the solution. Mm-hmm. And I ended up investing in a, in a winery that was just not aligned with who I was just the business mm-hmm. model. It was more retail. It's a lot of labor work. And what I loved about that business was doing the marketing communication. Yeah. And so I realized pretty quickly on that, that was actually the path I was meant to be on. I just, I needed a business model that fueled my lifestyle and also was more aligned with where I wanted to go, be able to travel, have, you know, kind of live independently location wise, all of those sorts of things. And so it just, yeah, the winery just wasn't. So it always six months in, I was like, I made the biggest mistake of my life, probably two months in, I knew, oh crap, Mm. what have, what have I done? (laughs) Yeah. And, and that's where, so that's an example of that, that corporate career, you ran away from something, you didn't run towards something. Totally. And that, that's one of those things where, you know, when you, when you have somebody that you're working with, or if you have skills that you've developed yourself to ask those questions, and it's tough to ask ourselves these questions because we're a little too close to, to the things that we're doing and what we're feeling. And we can be really wrapped up in the emotion of the moment. 
So that's where, you know, being able to discuss it and lay it out and say, like, what are we looking at here? So if we could go back to that corporate career and say, okay, this isn't working. What about it is? What about it isn't? What are your values? And those are those are kind of unsexy questions that people are just like they they feel like they're bored with a lot of times where it's like, no, I've been through my values. I've been through this. Well, let's do it again because you're not where you want to be. So you're not in alignment with them. So let's remind ourselves what they are and ask some tougher questions too. that. Why do you have this value? Why is this important to you? Is this really the top one? Why isn't this on here? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and really digging into that and then being able to say, okay, well, what's the vision that supports this? Is it is it really that you is it that particular corporate job? Could you have a different corporate job? Do you want to be an entrepreneur in the marketing and communication side of things? What feels good to you? And that's where you start checking in with the human design authority would be how I would, I kind of guide people to sort of check in with themselves yeah, and check in and be like, you know, and where does this sit with you? What, what's your body telling you? What is your intuition telling you? And it's your intuitive guidance system. And that's really why a lot of us are not in sustainable businesses. We're not in a sustainable life where we're in burnout. Your intuition won't lead you to burnout. Your fear will. Yeah. Your fear will always lead you down that path because it's almost what we'll do is the fear will take us to a should and then it won't work, which is really our intuition telling us this isn't right. But instead we try to make it work. We control it. And I would say there's four P's to staying stuck. Perfectionism, people pleasing, procrastination, and playing small. If you're not doing well and not experiencing what you want in the in this life, one, one or all or some of those four Ps are at play usually. And there's a lot of overlap in those. But what we'll do is we'll try to perfect it. We'll try to we'll control it. We'll try to mold it. We'll put more elbow grease in because we're conditioned to think like, if you just work harder, you can make anything work. You can, it doesn't mean that we'll feel good when you get there. And it doesn't mean that's the path for you. And it, but we don't trust ourselves. We, there's a lot of noise right now, social media. I mean, we're just bombarded with messages and with marketing where people are telling us it's my way or no way. It's my way. This is my way. This person made $2 million in 33 minutes using my method. Join me. And that's seductive because we want those things. Um, Too many people have been trained in the ways of the mind and why we buy and how to speak to us in a way that induces buying that they, we are now being brought down a lot of paths that where we're, we're not making the decision ultimately. And that's where we need to have the presence and the confidence to sit back and say, I need a moment. What do I feel about this? Okay. That person got that result, but what am I feeling? Do I feel called to this? And that's, that's much deeper and more important work. And it's very funny when you're at that beginning of the journey, it feels like you don't have time for those questions and you don't trust yourself enough. And every step up that ladder, the higher and higher you get on it, it's all about trust. It's all about trust, trust in yourself, trust in your intuition, trust that you can make it work. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. It wasn't meant to your, the next step will appear and trust that the universe has your back, that 
when you are in alignment, I love this quote, um, at the moment commitment is made, the universe steps in to assist you. And if you can remember that and, and really embody that, where if I am committed, if I'm in alignment is what that means to me, if I take a step in faith, in alignment, where it feels good. And I'm like, I'm doing this because this is, I know it. I just know it in my guts. I'm following my knowing. The universe will step in to assist you. It will meet you halfway. That's where the phone rings and it's the right person at the right time. Or you get a thought in your head and you're like, oh, I don't know why I just thought of that person. And you say, I'm just going to send them a text and say, I was just thinking about you. And they say, I was just thinking about you. I was going to write you. What's going on? And then suddenly that leads down a path. These are the synchronicities that happen when you're in alignment. But a lot of us don't take the moment to find alignment because we're so busy trying to make it all work, make something happen. And then you run yourself into the ground. (laughs) Totally, totally. And it's so, you know, the whole surrendering and that faith is so beautiful, but I, I so know in the early days of entrepreneurship and even in corporate, right. It was really hard sometimes to really surrender and find faith. But then when I started my online business and sort of took it to the next level, It's exactly what you said, right? You get to that point where it is just total faith and trust in what you're doing, your intuition. And I think, yeah, I mean, I learned probably the hard way um, hitting massive burnouts, you know, and ending up selling the business and all those sorts of things. I learned the hard way, like not to follow the shoulds, right? To really tune into your intuition. And that's when I stumbled across human design, to be honest, because it was like, And it was, it was like this big aha moment when you start to like understand your design and really tune into your intuition. Cause I think I'd shut my intuition off for years. I don't even think I even really knew what my intuition was because I had closed myself off to it. Right. It was like, I was just following the path that I thought I needed to follow. Um, And it's so beautiful when that, when it, when you start to really trust yourself and start, stop doing the things that you think you should be doing. Um, and those synchronicities are just so beautiful, how they sort of appear out of nowhere. So what would you say to a listener? Cause I know some listeners are probably wrapped up in that hustle culture, wrapped up in pushing and forcing. I work with a lot of high achievers and I know a lot of high achievers coming from corporate have built their success on hustle, force, mm-hmm. push, pure will, pure grit. So what would you say to them in terms of like, helping them see how amazing or beautiful that trust is once you allow that and that, and really following that intuition. Well, first of all, I've, I've been there. I worked on wall street for six years. I, I hustled my, my little tushy off until I, until I burned out to the point of being diagnosed clinically depressed. So I, and I see that as the greatest gift of my life. I, I, was like, nope, this is teaching me something. I'm going to be present for it and see where it leads me. And and that was my wake up call. So one is don't wait for the wake up call. You are the wake up call. If you choose to be Um, looking into something like human design, I, I, I think everybody should. I think that it's just a wonderful, like I said, it tunes you into your internal guidance system and, and everybody has it everybody's got it and you have more of it. It's honestly, if I told you that the hustle was actually covering up your intuition, that it's, it's actually numbing you and dulling you to you because you're in perpetual motion, because you are so just running on the adrenaline and fumes a lot of times that, that you can't feel anymore. And your ability to feel is your superpower. 
your ability to tune into who you are is your superpower. So take the time, whether it's meditation or, or diving into something like human design or getting into a program where someone's teaching you how to tune in or working with somebody where once a week you tune in and they work with you on dialing in and to who you are. I remember when I was in corporate, I, I recognized, I was, I told my husband, I was like, I have dulled like all of my senses. And I was an actor growing up and, and I, that that's all, everything is your senses. So I took an improv class. I was like, I signed up for improv. I was like, because I need to just go and react and not think and not, not try to engineer anything allow. And it was very hard for me. I used to be very good at improv and then corporate dulled my senses where I passed everything through a filter. I, I thought about every word I crafted so much. Everything was like, what story am I telling? And it was so detrimental to, to me. And I think for women, especially um, men, of course, experience this too, but I think for women, we're so used to being nurturers. We are we, we want to prove ourselves. We want to show, and the way that we show love is by doing things for people a lot of times. Um, and we can end up, we, we end up putting everybody and everything first before ourselves. So you deserve the time you deserve it. And it's not just about, you know, doing something nice for yourself. It actually, it has a far greater impact on where you're going than all the hustle you could possibly put in. And I know that that doesn't make sense when you're in the middle of it, where it sounds like, well, how could I possibly slow down when people say like, lean back, leaning back is not laying down. My coach said that to me not too long ago. And I was like, that's a good one. She was like, leaning back is not laying down. Leaning back is not having to do 18,000 things that day. Leaning back is saying, I'm going to do the things that feel really good, that feel really in alignment. I'm going to tune into myself. And every time I want to achieve something, I think about what's the best thing for me to do in that moment, rather than having just this long list of to do's that somehow ended up on there because, well, this person's doing it, or I haven't posted in this many days, or I haven't done this, or I haven't sent an email out, or I haven't sold this, or I haven't sold that. Well, what feels good to me now? And when you tune into that, it slows you down for a bit because you're the tuning in takes longer. But when you get better at that, it actually starts to move much faster. And then you're tuned in and then you're running in alignment. Then you are moving with intuition and then it just becomes who you are. And that's where you want to get to. So, so take that time, start that journey. Now it pays dividends in the, in the future. I promise. Yeah. And and it's, it's, I mean, at some point it's one way or the other, you're going to hit massive burnout. If you just keep the hustle going anyways, it's not going to be sustainable. You can hustle your way to six figures. I always say, but you can't once you multiple six, seven, eight figures, like the hustling doesn't work anymore. Right. You Mm -hmm. you can get to a point and that's where you're going to sort of tap out or you're going to hit like, like, like massive burnout where you get really, really sick and, and not, um, not be feeling, feeling good at all. Um, and, I loved what, when you talked about the marketing space and how seductive language can be and how we sell to people. It's why I started Be This Out After Entrepreneur podcast, because I know that a lot of the marketing space is comes from that brain-based, psychological, analytical space, logical, and human design, mm-hmm. what, when I discovered it, 
and why I want to change the marketing space in a lot of ways is because it is that body, right? Most of us are meant to make our decisions below the neck, as I say, in our bodies, in our, whether it's your gut, it's your emotional solar plexus, whatever, Mm -hmm. wherever your deciding factor is, um, And I think that, yeah, you know, just carving out that in the marketing space so that we aren't buying things that we don't need, or we're not investing in the next best coach just because, you know, they help someone make $3 million in 33 seconds, as you said, right? Like that we're actually going in the direction that we want to go in, invest in the things that we want to invest in, because that's 100% fully, fully aligned with us. So I I love that you, you touched on that um, when it comes to the marketing space. I've loved having you on the show today, uh, sharing with our listeners all about energy, intuition. Is there anything else you'd like to share with them before we we wrap up? I think we covered an awful lot. Um, yeah. I, I would just say, I'm going to repeat something that I said earlier, that, that your triggers are gifts. You can start right there. If you are triggered by something, and I mean some anything, I mean like you slam your finger in a door, you like that kind of stuff. If you're yeah. doing that, that's your, that the, there are clues. The, if the louder they are is the louder the universe is trying to talk to you, which if it's talking to you loudly, it means you missed the subtle cues it was giving you all along. They're coming all the time. You're snapping at your kids. You're frustrated with a client. All of those things, those are, they're telling you something. They're telling you where you need healing and space. And when you can give it that healing and space, you'll see yourself move forward and the answers will suddenly start to just appear for you. Yeah. Amazing. Cause I think, like I said, you know, that those triggers, they, we want to push them away or we, we don't want to feel the emotion that's coming with those triggers. So I think that's such a great way to frame it, that they are gifts um, mm-hmm. for us to get curious about, okay, what's going on, going on here. Um, I always love wrapping up my shows, asking my guests what their definition of success is. So what would your definition of success be? My definition of success is I I believe in exponential growth, really achieving like what my potential is that's evolved over time where now it's really about how many people I can touch in a way that feels good for me, where I feel like I'm living my purpose. And I know that my part of my purpose is taking people on their journey. So it's that dual part for me. It's when I feel like I'm in complete and total alignment with what I'm doing, which is the work that I do now. And when I have the aligned clients who are taking the journey with me, who are what ready to step into their next level, that's success for me. Cause everything else in my life sort of falls into place. Then I'm in a good place when those things are working for me. And, and that all of that comes with the space for my family and the space for the, the life around it comes from me living in my alignment. Beautiful, beautiful. So where can our uh, listeners find you if they want to reach out, if they want to connect with you, if they want to work with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm on Instagram at Nicole Lano official and you can DM me over there. I answer my DMs and I'm also, I have a podcast called the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. If you'd like to check that show out where we talk about lots of this stuff and my website has all of the details on all the programs and the things that I offer. And that's NicoleLano.me. So I'd love to chat with you. Send me a message. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. And we will link those up in the show notes for our listeners so they can just click on those. But yes, it's been such a pleasure having you on and sharing with our listeners. I know they're going to love this episode. Thank you. 
I know you guys are probably starting to see a little bit of a theme here when it comes to how to take your business to the next level, how to really reach that peak performance in your business and operate at the highest potential. And as you heard from Nicole, it really does start with that inner work. It starts with reprogramming a lot of the limiting beliefs that we have, our subconscious. And as she shared, you know, the six, multiple six, seven, eight figure business owners, that's what they're working on. It's really less about the strategic and applying strategies, which, you know, will get you from that early days in business to six figures, the hustle might get you there, whatever that grind, that grit. But when you want to take your business to the next level and really build a sustainable business, which I absolutely love that she touched on that sustainability, right? We all, we keep saying hustle isn't sustainable. At some point you're going to hit burnout. At some point you're going to hit a plateau and you're just not going to be able to get beyond that because the hustle isn't the thing that's going to get you there. It really is going to be your mindset and that inner work. So if you want to connect with Nicole, you can definitely do that. As always, we've linked up ways in which you can do that in the show notes. Now on episode number 30, I can't believe we are at episode 30 next week. So exciting. I'm bringing on another special guest to share how entrepreneurs can stop living in survival mode, which I know a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners can attest to how they operate. Always wondering where their next client or customer will come from. Maybe you're riding that feast or famine roller coaster and never really feeling 100% safe in your business. I know when we owned our brick and mortar, I always wondered if the other shoe was going to drop, right? We were, we were scaling and selling very quickly. And I always wondered, like, how long is this going to last, right? Which is totally a lack perspective and mindset. And I've definitely felt that somewhat at times in my online business. So I am super pumped to have Jenna Holloway to join us next week to share how you can start thriving in business instead of operating in that survival mode. Super stoked about that. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss when that drops next Tuesday. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.